I've heard Ninja Storm and uh, SPD it, Polish. Dino Charge is the best of the three, though. Really? Dino okay. Charge? Or Dino, well, Dino Charge is the best of everything, but uh, Dino Thunder has the best Polish theme of the three I've heard. Damn. Dino Thunder Charge. Dino Thunder Charge. <laughs> that'll that'll be the uh, crossover episode next year. Oh, God. Hey, why not? You really want to know? Well, as long as you don't have Tommy come back, which, considering, you know, he wouldn't come That's on board. That's why not. Well, he wouldn't do the uh, SPD Dino Thunder crossover, so maybe we'd luck out again. He's probably maybe busy being cast in the new movie. <laughs> or trying to be. He'll be Zordon. God. He'll be Tommy. He'll be playing Tommy, Tommy, and Tommy in He'll the be... crossover. Well, no, it'll be like J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. He'll be Tommy Prime. Oh, God. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're going to cast him as young teenage Tommy. And they're just going to try to act like he's 18. Just play it completely straight, Nate. Just play it completely so straight. So, basically what they were doing with the final Harry Potter movie. Yeah. God. <laughs> Don't make a movie series over the course of, like, 15 years and expect that your child actor will still look like a child at the end. Now, to be I mean, well, the they, series they, they, came out like what over nine years. Yeah, I mean, which they, is they can, two, they, which is only two years longer than they, kinda, they take place. It's over. just a couple of them matured really fast. <laughs> but I think they did the best they could with that, given what they were trying for in that <laughs> regard. You know, see now if I was effort. see if I was doing something like that, I'd be looking for like a family, like the Lawrences. <laughs> so you know. You start with Joey Lawrence when he's 12. <laughs> then a couple movies in, you switch to um, middle Lawrence. Um, Matthew. Squad. Matthew Lawrence. Uh-huh. And then at the end, you switch to Andy Lawrence, who nobody remembers. Except for and, you. Yes, I'm they the all, one who can remember his weren't name. They all like on a, weren't they all like on a sitcom at one point, I think? Yes, yes they were. I think so, yeah. For I 13 vaguely, horrendous episodes. I vaguely remember that, and I remember that it was not around long. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. This is your dose of XV remembers the 90s. <laughs> it was like a thing of Hans in a TV show. Oh, God. Well, they had the hair right, didn't they? Shit. <laughs> How the hell did we get to that? Right. The 90s was a hell of a drug. Although they have been doing a lot of casting for that movie now. What? The Power Rangers movie. Oh, good. I was, af- I was afraid you were hinting that they were doing a Hanson movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the actual Power Rangers movie that is supposedly being developed. I'll, I'll be totally down for a Hanson movie from Henson Studios. <laughs> <laughs> feel like Hanson Muppets. Oh, my God. Huh. I... That's you know, horrifying, but I would also probably want to see it. Yeah, because it's horrifying. Except Muppets better... can never be horrifying. They're too charming. Oh, well, see, that's... that's the... Did you see Muppets Wizard of Oz? No, I have not. Yeah. So I, I, could, I could have watched that, or I could have watched Muppet Treasure Island again, and so, you know... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Well, that's the smart choice, of course. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to blame you? No, see, that's what they need to do, though. They need to take Muppets and put them in a serious horror movie. It'd be perfect. Actually, a Muppet Friday the 13th would be really fun. 
Jason is played just completely Belt and stuffing uh, all over the place. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so who would be Jason? Beaker. <laughs> I don't know why I just had this image in my head of Kermit as Jason. No, no, Kermit is a hero, obviously. And then Miss Piggy is, you know, the slut. So, situation normal? Yeah, yeah we, we've got Scooter as the nerd. Oh, so he Gon- dies. Gonzo yep. as Jason, so the mask has the nose on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or should it be, like, should it just be Jason as Jason? Like how, you know, well, no, the Tim Curry was in Treasure Island. No, the, 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 straight. the yeah, yeah, just play Jason completely straight, but he's surrounded by Muppets. There's nobody yes. else in the movie but Jason and the Muppets. No humans, just, just that. See, my thinking was the monster needs to be a Muppet just to, like, because you expect that Muppets can't be, like, scary or threatening, and you play with that for the movie. You play it completely straight, even though it's a concept piece, you see. I think both have their Someone merits. needs to draw that Gonzo Jason thing now. Both <laughs> do have their merits, I will admit, because, I mean, they're, they're, that's definitely an appealing idea. That sounds like a project <laughs> for Cosmic Duck. <laughs> I'll put this in the cold start so he hears it. Uh, we're also going to title this episode Muppet Friday the 13th. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Muppets take- early. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to do Muppet Friday Thirteenth? The Muppets take Manhattan. Is that what you were saying? Uh, Muppets take Crystal Lake. Oh, because okay. Jason's already taken Manhattan. So well, Muppets, I know. I, so. I mean, I thought it was a good crossover point because you know. No, not Crystal Lake. That's that's <laughs> something different entirely. Um, you heard me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> this is superhero time with XV. Please don't rub your French in my face. Hey, Mickey. I don't care. Just shove it in there. Paladin. Some people like ham, though. Can. I didn't even think about it when I did it. It's just, it came out. And Fort Max. Oh my. That was a great bit of conversation that's not going to go into the show. (laughs) Because you started talking about it after I stopped the recording to switch files. (sighs) That I did get, and that means it's superhero time. Hooray. Oh shit, we hadn't even started yet. Maybe I should make that like the opening theme to the show every week. Womp womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christ. Cause the way we've been with new series lately, I mean yeah. it largely is sad trombone time. Is this Toku's revenge for us being a shitty podcast? Yes. Yes it is. <laughs> I think we're finally uh, having to pay off karma for things like uh, Dino Charge and RPM and Go Busters. 
Although the car for yeah. GoBusters Dino was... Charge is like a black hole sucking in the quality from every show around it. <laughs> and the thing is, too, GoBusters was its own karmic retribution because nobody <laughs> liked it in the market that mattered. And then it, and then it, then it fell out in the middle, and then it came back around and punched everybody in the gut. Well, no, but I mean, it, just, it did so not good enough that we didn't even get it over here, and that's the karmic retribution for that already. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a rough time for Toku. No, I mean, Ultraman X has been good. I'm. I've only seen a couple of episodes. I'd rather watch Ghost. Unfortunate. I, 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 I like. I like what I've seen so far, but I still need to dig more through it. I mean, eventually, I finished watching Ultraman Ginga, both seasons of that. Why? <laughs> the sec Ging, uh, Ultraman Ginga S was actually not bad. Oh, was it? Okay. I didn't, when I, they see, actually, I kinda... when they actually started funneling money into the show. Uh, okay, okay. And see, I because I, I like Ultraman. I just kind of gave up on Ginga after about five episodes, and that, they had that break. And I was like, Nah. I didn't well, Ultraman X has a rugby episode. <laughs> now, Ultraman X has a budget, so you know, there's that too. It has the budget, it has direction, and it has money behind it. No, I mean, um, you know, somebody batch sub uh, S. I mean, go mm-hmm. give that a. Give that a okay. look. It's actually I'm got, like, it has more than one shooting location for one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They they like uh, go places and. Oh okay okay okay. Um, but yeah, you know, X is good. I like what I've seen of Goldstorm so far. I'm working my way through it, but the Toei stuff is, I think, really where it's just been kind of, what the hell, guys. I think Tokyo just kind of ruined everything. Yeah. And again, I eat my words on on Drive. I eventually ended up liking it. Oh, you'll choke on that eventually. No, no. I I legitimately, completely eat my words on that eventually. Now, now, the the criticisms that I had still are there, but they eventually worked themselves out. Or you just Stockholm syndromed yourself enough that you didn't care anymore. Entirely possible, but I still had fun, so it doesn't matter. I don't think that's happening with Ghost so far. I, I gotta say, watching the Raw for episode 4 made me feel a little more positive on Ghost. Little, maybe. We'll see it's, how it's, this turns out. It's a nugget episodes. of potential that I'm hoping will jump off and actually start to be where the show gets enjoyable. Yeah. thing is that there's been a lot of potential. It's just been kind of sitting there. It's there. Right, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping four and five is where it actually starts, like yeah. you know, that's digging what, into that, that and going. That's why I'm still to set off the main conflict. That'll really help things, I bet. I'm still begrudgingly giving it time. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have to wait another week for five now. Oh yeah, everything relay races. Late. Yep. Because the ghost is not airing on Halloween weekend. <laughs> Which is a huge loss. <sighs> well, it, it, it would be if it wasn't been, Ghost. I mean, it, that would have been November first. Let's be fair. A well, huge loss for the marketing then. Yeah. Well, does Japan even do Halloween? Well, yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, also, it would be airing November first. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the entire Precure movie is based around Halloween, and it comes out on Halloween. So that's a movie, though. Yeah, and it's Precure. Blah yeah, blah. It's still better than anything else Toei's putting out. Speaking of blah blah, when does the first Digimon Try movie come out? 
Um, it comes out and they've had a test screening, so people have seen it. It comes out on uh, November twenty first, I think, and they're they pro- I think they sell Blu rays at the event, so we probably might get Raws by then. But it comes out officially on Blu ray at the beginning of December. So, if people have seen test screenings, are any opinions out on that? Uh, so far positive. Well, let's see. Uh... uh, wait, wait, wait! Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. There are things to spoil, and I've and I've heard them, but I can say I what I've heard is positive. Okay. After the whole thing that was Sailor Moon Crystal, you can imagine I'm a little the bit anime, cautious. Oh, there actually is a glimpse of the there is a clip out there of the first five minutes that got put up on Nico Nico. Oh. Um. Ooh, so probably... And it doesn't it just mostly shit all over zero two. Shh. Well, that's a shame. Not necessarily because he, the thing that thing to remember is that zero two is also the most popular Digimon series in Japan. So, God damn because, it, Japan! Because it is, it's because it did the it did the best. It sold the most stuff. It sold the now most look music. now look. I like Digimon Zero Two more ratings. than I like Digimon Zero Two more than most people I know. Mm-hmm. But even I will say, Tamer should be the best Digimon series. It should, and it's not uh, by in terms of ratings and popularity because Tamer's yeah. tank, tanked much like Gaim did for the same reasons. I, and I can see that, and I think you know Tamer's is popular to us for the same reason Gaim is. Correct. But still, my opinion is what it is. Let's see here. Ah, here it is. I mean, Zero Two is still better than Frontier. Yeah. And then actually, basically, Zero Two is better than anything that came after Tamers. <laughs> that's not that's not correct. But okay. <laughs> well, I said it, so therefore it is correct. I mean, it's just I mean, how this works. It's, it's wrong, but you know. Right. I mean, there's there's probably parts of Savers that's okay. Savers is fucking awesome. <laughs> eh. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's basically G, it's basically G Gundam through a Digimon lens. Then why didn't I enjoy it more? Because you don't have good taste. If I like G Gundam and I like Tamers, I think that rules out the not having good taste theory here. So this is just flukes. Anyway, I'll look at this video later. Okay. There's like you... no animation in it. Sure there is. Eventually, you gotta get it past the, the, the first minute. <laughs> it's just still no shots of things. There's no, no animation not. in it. Sure there is. Eventually. Yeah. Way yeah, to I sell it. Hand That's move away from an object. There. Way to There's sell it, more Ken. landscapes. <laughs> more panning landscapes. Uh, there's a, sh- a shot of someone's mouth talking. Um, a door closing. More <laughs> panning landscapes. Wow. They spared no expense. Maybe I won't watch this later. <laughs> it, it's not Sailor Moon Crystal at the same time. Well, true, but even Sailor Moon Crystal sure? can do a background. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ty is like a thousand years old. He's 17! That's basically the same thing. Yeah. In anime terms, I guess so. I, I mean, that's how... old enough to pilot a Gundam. Oh, that's old. more than old enough to pilot a Gundam. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be like, what, 13, 14? Yeah, I mean, he... Okay. Yeah, was, yeah, Uso He's was, how uh, old? Uso and Kyo Ty is how old 13. here? 17. Yeah, that's... He's practically evil adult age. <laughs> yeah, he's old enough to run a Zeon Empire by himself. Right, I mean, Ty is almost old enough to be Char. <laughs> he's just not blonde enough. Yeah, I mean, on that note, it'd be more Matt's thing, but still. No, but Uso was uh, 12 or 13, Yeah, right? Uso's 13, and so is Keo. <laughs> I guess that's our lower limit for Gundam pilots. Yeah, pretty much. 
Babies killing babies. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, what is this show even? Let's talk about trying something to stupid Toku. Let's talk about now, Star I will Ninja. say, I do like... Yeah, let's talk about Star Ninja's upgrade form. Uh, don't like to get... Uh, uh, yes. Super Star Ninja. Because <laughs> what the hell? They wrapped a rug around him. His poncho has a poncho. You know, you know what? It still looks better than the actual super form in the show. <sighs> at least, at least the actual super form in the show is like you know molded parts. It doesn't look like they ri- literally ripped a curtain off the window and draped it over him. <laughs> I think I kind of love cool, this for two but... reasons. One, because it's exactly as stupid as the things I expect out of a ninja. Right. And two, because when this makes it to America, it's probably gonna be hilarious and awesome. I just, I, I like to imagine like this will get so it won't be used so much in Ninja that they can't shoot around it for the adaptation. So we'll just never see this. It looks like well, for the second year in a row off. they ran out of money with the suit budget. <laughs> no, they're gonna play it off like you know, it's like a special fire retardant cloak or something. And then just burn it off him. Yeah. No, this was some creative way to call it stupid and still use it at the same time. No, but to Paladin's point, this does feel a little bit like, you know, Lemon Baron, where they decided at too late a stage, they want an upgrade form for this character. What can we do for five bucks? <laughs> well, he also Common Rider Chaser. Sadly, I assume that costs more than five bucks. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that at least had a new helmet. Yeah, I mean, and a new weapon as well. <sighs> yep. <laughs> this is a rug around him with the regular ninja sword. But, I mean, it's still... It, it, the ba- again, the bad thing is it still looks better than the actual upgrade form. So, I'm not really sure. It, it's mid-60s office secretary couture. Well, yes. <laughs> No, I'll tell you what, the, the series upgrade looks fine on Red Ninja. Well, that's fine, because, because that's all you see it on. Because <laughs> the color of the upgrade armor is configured for that. When they put that on anybody else, they put on Star Ninja and they put it on Yellow now. And it looks terrible, because the colors don't work. That's Remember when the Tokyo's got to wear a train on the shoulders? Yeah. yeah, we thought that was stupid, but we accepted it. Well, yeah. he thought it was stupid. It's both. Well, yeah, it, it is stupid, but it's also awesome. So, <laughs> And we got more... to have a train on two shoulders. Yes. <laughs> the only thing that made that not work for me is the fact that they didn't turn their helmet into a giant smokestack. That spit exactly. Out smoke. yeah. It needed that to tie it together, but I understand why you know, they couldn't just make six new helmets. They could just like glued a little gold smokestack on top and put some liquid smoke in it. That would be fine. <laughs> No, they would put dry ice in there. <laughs> well, they'd, prob- they'd probably put that thing that they pretty much paint on surface on uh, the grounded stuff to make it smoke. Yeah. Can I get a bucket of that stuff? That seems like it would be fun to play with. What is that stuff? I don't know. It's liquid smoke. I thought liquid smoke was the stuff you put on ribs. You know, to make them smoky. It's the same thing. 
I also put in baked potatoes when I don't have any bacon bits. Interesting. You'd be, you'd be surprised how effective it is in simulating the presence of the bacon bits. Because it's not like all I need in a, in a baked potato is just butter and salt. I like having uh, cheese and bacon bits and sour cream. <laughs> sour cream. Yeah, I got a thing of sour cream the other day, but it was all runny. It wasn't as firm as the Nerf darts. Right. So, news? News? Well, we have uh, new pictures of uh, the uh, Red Dragon Thunderzord, uh, the, assault, the assault team and, uh, just laying around with the sled and uh, Blade Blaster. Okay, so eh. there was a side-by-side of the old Red Dragon Thunderzord <laughs> and the, the Legacy one. I like the old one better. Yeah, it's um. Now the new one. They said it's in a crash and burn, isn't it? The new one is proportioned more like what the suit in the show looked like. Mm-hmm. Because that was but, very skinny looking, but that doesn't mean it looks good as a toy. No, it, it looks kind of like. Shit, I actually. never actually liked the way the warrior mode for the. I never liked the way that suit looked in the show because it was too skinny. It, 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 not not only that, but it the amount of detail that they put into it compared to the old one just. Okay, counterpoint, in Dragon Mode, I much prefer the new one. Dragon Mode does look good. I, I will give you that. Now, I, I kind of wonder, though, I mean, Robot Mode, are there being concessions made to make it work for the combined mode? That's a possibility. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't think the stuff we're really calling out is specifically necessary to make that work. Okay. Because it's more like, you know, you could make it be a little bit thicker and have the stuff still work. You just have to make the connection points a little bit different. If it, you know, it's not like major re-engineering steps. I think... I'm just wondering if you, you adjust the proportions of it, if it adjusts the proportions of the parts going on it, which are just the proportions of the, how they want the final Zord to look. And, like, the final Thunder Megazord looks fine. I don't really have a problem with how that looks. It's just... This part's not so good. And if we're going to get something that focuses on the dragon mode, I want it to have, like, you know, multi-segmented neck and tail so you can have it writhe around, like, in the Die Ranger opening. Or in the Akepa Ranger opening. Well, that is the superior version, yes. But you get what I'm saying. Yes. That was the we best like to have part undulating of... dragons. That was the best part of Akiva Season 2. And two. speaking of Die Ranger, uh, if you ordered the DVDs from Shout Factory, you probably already have them. Oh. That's from Shout Factory, not Amazon. It's a little early right. for that, isn't it? Well, yeah. Shout Factory yes. ships the yes, stuff as is. soon as they get it in. Damn. Well, they're not Shout the only... Factory loves you. Well, they're not the only place that does that. Like, if, uh, I remember when I would order stuff from uh, Right Stuff, they would yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, and I ordered both like, uh, uh, box, both turn A boxes, and they shipped those out when they got them. I know that, yeah. used, to happen a lot, that used to happen a lot when I ordered stuff like Funimation stuff from Right, right Stuff, or even like <laughs> Funimation stuff would often be on the shelf at Best Buy back when they used to have an anime section um, <laughs> 10 years ago, uh, be- before it was even supposed to be out. So, yeah. Happens. What a strange time we live in when you can get official sub Die Ranger on DVD in the United States. Fuck happened. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be amazing next year if we get Kaku Ranger. God. 
I will definitely buy that one. <laughs> I mean, these these sets are pretty reasonably priced, considering also. Yeah, yeah. like fifty episodes. Yeah. No movie, but still fifty episodes. But who cares? I know the movie would just make it fifty and a half episodes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Shinkinger. Well, at least you could say the Die Ranger movie is more substantial than that. Is it really though? Well, it's more than nineteen minutes long. Oh well, I guess. Yeah. I forgot. How long is it? Uh, well, that depends on the individual. <laughs> Some say the thickness is more important anyway. <laughs> it's, not, it's not, you know, the length is how you use it. <laughs> and maybe the girth. Angle. <laughs> or the foreskin. I was waiting for Paladin to uncomfortably try to, you know, change the subject, but he didn't, so... News? <laughs> okay, also in upcoming merchandise is the Super Sentai Artisan Dino Buckler. Well, that looks pre- so familiar. The Premium Bandai Legacy Morpher. Mm-hmm. Is it the same thing? Uh, it yeah, has it's... sound effects, but yes. And stickers. I would assume well, this has sound effects more in line with the original toy because it actually made that sound in the show. Oh, yes. Yeah. This and it also has points. the uh, sound effect from the morph sequence in uh, uh, Kill Rooger versus Go Busters. I don't remember that sound at all. I'm sure it was nice, though. Potentially. I also... expensive, though. But yeah, yeah I mean, the coins are new molds because I mean, they have the Zoo Ranger one of the Zoo Ranger logos on the back, and uh, it also comes with the red dino crystal. Oh. Yeah, that part's kind of neat. They, so they're, they're trying to make the um, price justifiable, it seems like, as opposed to, you know, Bandai. And they're also <laughs> releasing a set of uh, the seven coins uh, as well. Because let's be real, it's only $20 more than Bandai's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before middleman, before middleman fees. Oh yeah, I'm I'm just talking at the base price. And what I want to know is, are they going to be doing uh, the other five Dino Crystals? Probably not. Not so far. They'll come packaged with the the Sinta figure arts. (laughs) But they've already done those. Oh shit, they have. (laughs) 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 Like a long time ago at this point. (laughs) Well, I didn't buy them, so I don't remember. Let's see if they don't count. They don't exist. So what I want to see now is uh, Super Sentai Artisan uh, Daijujin, which is just the uh, legacy Megazord. <laughs> they would do that, wouldn't they? Quite possibly. Shogokin. Add some, add some... <laughs> I mean, it's already got metal in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Make it entirely out of metal. Oh, cripes. <laughs> oh, man, imagine the shipping on that ship. Except for the joints, which would still be complete plastic. Yeah. <laughs> clear plastic at that. Oh. <laughs> clear, sparkly gold plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense, but go ahead. And just for fun, let's chrome it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just dipped in chrome. Let's chrome die cast. <laughs> no, you chrome the sparkly gold clear plastic joints. Oh. And you yes. use transmetal chrome. Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, so not only are you weakening it with the vac metal process, you're also putting the stuff on that will just fall right off, too. Basically, when you open the box, it's just going to explode. <laughs> a grenade of glitter just flies into your eyes. <laughs> hey, that ties into Ghost this week. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, should we just move on to that? <laughs> Let's 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 yeah, okay. let, there's anything pertinent in the news actually. I don't think so. Okay. Is there? I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Common Rider Forze in English. What? Oh, one of the um the melee dubs. Oh, okay. Well I watched a few online now. Yeah, it's I watched a few kinda... minutes. Yeah. I watched a few minutes of that. A couple of the voices seem okay, the rest are just like Weird, but that's to be expected. So yeah, that's about it this week. It was kind of a nostalgia trip watching the YouTube video, though, because like it's broadcast letterboxed, and then and well, it's broadcast letterboxed, and then whoever encoded it and put it on YouTube didn't like you know account for that. So on YouTube, it's it's stretched out to sixteen by nine, so it's like watching the old Agito subs. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like several layers uh, just to get to that level. <laughs> Sadly, Force does not have a episode that's 4-3 uh, to get further messed up by it. <laughs> <sighs> oh god. Those old subs were a piece of shit, but man, I enjoyed watching them. Mostly because I like Doggy Toe. But also just because I could laugh at someone's incompetence. And that always brightens my day. That's always good. Oh my god, that looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Speaking of laughing at incompetence, let's go to Ghost. Must we? Oh, probably Apparently so. we must. Uh, Paladin, you do one of them. All right, I'll start off with the second one. Good, because I haven't watched it in about two weeks. Okay, so recap of the first episode, and Takeru's learned to control the invisibility thing now, for the most part. Ish, kind of. Sort of. You know, he can control it well enough that uh, he can decide to not control it when he wants. We, we, He's we also, now down to 94 days. Yeah, we also got an opening theme, and that's that's an opening theme. It is. It sure is anime <sighs> opening theme. Sure yep. is. Like, it's fairly typical. The, the song doesn't do anything for me. No. And the opening, the visuals of the opening are also really dull. And there's one part where it's like, oh, hey, we got a drone that we can put our, our GoPros on now. Basically. <laughs> You know drones are everywhere, and even Toei can afford one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they couldn't afford it. They just checked it out from the library. But it can, like, even, the action, even, the action, even the action shots in the opening are just kind of... Dull? Really dull. It's like he, yes. he, Musashi form slowly swings his sword. Edison form just kind of points it at the camera slowly also then as well. and Yeah. Well, to be fair, this isn't the full opening yet, because 
they won't show us the full opening until he gets all of his base forms. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue there's a lot of like filler in this. I guess, but even even the That's shots the series that they have. so far. <laughs> but on when you're opening the show with it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, they, no, I mean, I mean we're not get. I mean, this isn't even coming after a cold open. This yeah, is they, 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 after drive. They don't do cold opens anymore. They stopped doing those. For, and if you think about like you know Forze's opening initially, da, 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 da. there you know, yeah, I hate that, you, that song. I love it. I love the rest of the song. I just hate that first little bit. Like I'm tempted to cut it out of the MP3. <laughs> not the point. Not the point. You know, you could argue there's filler stuff in there, too, for when they cycle in the other forms, but the stuff they have in there is still interesting to look at. The song is still exciting, too. Yeah. You need yeah. one or the other. Like, even even Drive's opening eventually grew on me, but this is... I don't see that happening. Well, like, Drive's, Drive's opening couldn't really get a hook with me because it was a, it was a big fat lie. Because <laughs> the song just says, all you need is Drive, and that's the last thing you need. Right. And it was sung by Eternal, so uh, that didn't help anything. <laughs> exactly. But, but even even if there's nothing, there's nothing about this theme that's catchy. There's nothing to latch onto. It's just it, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a song. It I'm interested. To, I'm interested in when the uh, CD comes out to hear the full version <sighs> to see if there's anything there, and they just picked a bad section of it to put on TV. I think that's possible. Usually, what happens is the exact opposite, but yeah, but uh, still, I'm curious. You, like, you know can it just can it just be that bad for the whole four minutes? What's what's good for the yes. whole four minutes? What's good for the whole four minutes is Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans opening. That kind of spoiled me for the entire season. Like, <laughs> I'm more partial to the ending. Really? Well, that's good too. It's good all around, honestly. But I guess we're stuck with Ghost for now. Yeah. Speaking of which, what's going on that? Let's get the show on the road. Well, Takeru's sick of listening to his two friends, so he disappears and goes back down in the basement where he sees uh, the old guy reading his hero book. Now, and let's who, be fair. If you, were stuck, if you were stuck with Akari and Krillin, <laughs> wouldn't you run away from them, too? Yeah. Yes. I mean, his, uh, that's also the kind of the thing. It's like, I might feel some more th sympathy for Takeru if he surrounded himself with people I could stand. And on the I other hand, at least there's only two of them instead of um, the, you know, 18 or whatever was in the special investigations. Yeah, that was something I was talking about with David earlier, is that th these irritating characters a lot easier to take because there's so few of them compared to the drive, I don't, I don't know. where there's I... an army of people assaulting <laughs> your brain. Drive <laughs> right. eventually did grow on me, like everything else I keep saying, but um, here it's so concentrated. It's like there's elements of the characters I want to like, but they are just lit up. 24-7 on the most annoying factors of their personalities. And that's all there is. At least in Drive, I even if the others were, you know, over the top, I like Kiriko. Kiriko never did anything wrong, as far as I'm concerned. And here, there's 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 no... Did they well, well, she didn't do much of anything, really. I was going to say, ah, the show disagrees with you on that. She did something wrong because she was a girl. I don't think so. But um there's like but there's there's no reprieve really. The only only reprieve is Takeru and he's just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's the perfect opening theme for him then cuz you know, kind of goes with him. Yeah. 
it's kind of sad when the belt seems to have more personality than the main character, and the belt's not even a character this year. Needs more Aoyuki. We'll get to that. So, uh, old man gives Takeru his latest hint and asks who perfected the light bulb in the phonograph. And Tesla. somehow... Oh. <laughs> no, no, Tesla, Tesla's the monster. Tesla's the monster this week. Officially, it is Thomas Edison. Uh, there's a whole debate that I don't want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm sure the internet's satisfied that for you already. Oh, they have. That's why I don't want to get into it. As I understand, I didn't actually go looking for this myself, but I think that even erupted in Overtime's comment thread for the episode. Yes, it, 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 gets, to, it gets to a point of stupidity, and I'm just, I, I don't care anymore. I don't care. Nerds. <laughs> I don't care. The show's not good enough for me to care. So, um, what is the girl's name in this series? Akari? Akari. Okay, so Akari is out investigating strange electrical phenomenon when a wire nearly hits her. And unfortunately, that would have ended the show a lot faster, I think. Or at least the episode. Yeah. I mean, at least, she's, out there, at least she's out there trying to do something. I do like And the... she's doing it on her own. Yeah, See, I, what what, what I, should I be happening in the show is that uh, Takeru's friends all get killed and become ghosts, too. <laughs> we can only hope. And, and but instead, that, she runs into Doctor Wiley. That, I mean, that, that is. <laughs> yep. I mean, it is, it is an element of her I like is that she does. You know, she's intelligent. She she is self motivated. She is self motivated, and you know, she is technically intelligent. She's just kind of turns a blind eye. An idiot. Yeah. Well, she, here's the thing. She is Fine. smart, but she's an idiot, and that's. Fine. Here's the thing. It's saying that it's. Her entire thing is on saying that, okay, this weird stuff isn't happening. It's that, okay, this weird stuff isn't happening. That doesn't mean it's ghosts. Which, come she on. She is basically I'm... Takaharu if you replace mentality with science. I don't know. She can act. Yeah, I was about to say, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, when everyone finally meets in Dr. Wiley's laboratory, T- Takeru impresses him with a quote from Thomas Edison, who is his idol. And also, we'd have another. We have the uh, return of the neon ball, still unlit. Still <laughs> It's probably broken. Yeah, still unlit. Still with that uh, one tube uh, down uh, at an angle. Aren't all the tubes at an angle? Well, no. They're the one that's supposed to be uh, vertical. That's supposed to be at ninety. De- that's well supposed to be uh, vertical. Is flopped over to one side. Well, you know, that, that happens to dudes after a while. You know, it's not uncommon for it to, just, you know, bend a little bit. So, meanwhile, Takeru realizes there's a monster influencing the doctor's actions that only he can see. Of course. So, of course, time for the first fight scene. Which nobody else can see, too. Which yeah. is kind of pointless. Well, we'll get to that. So, Takeru switches to Musashi form to try and take on the lightning-generating ghost, but the swords just act as a gigantic lightning rod and vaporize him. God. I mean, Wasn't he standing in the water at the time, too? Might, Not quite. He might as well have been. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing he's already dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That figures into episode four, too, by the way. I haven't gotten that far. I kind of love his cartoon skeleton, though. (laughs) 
They should have gone full showed... absurd. They should have gone full on absurd with it and put a skeleton in the hoodie also. <laughs> the cartoon skeleton with a little Day of the Dead skull inside of it, that at least shows some character. <laughs> In terms of showmaking, because direction, I really do like the work yeah. they're doing on the suits right now. Yeah, the suits are nice, but so then Takeru goes through another sad and mopey phase that he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and Akari of all people is the one to talk him back out of that. Now that scene I actually did like. That does give me some hope that she might, you know, eventually that there's be actual decent potential interaction between them. Yeah, that and that's that that maybe once she dies down from the the the, the skeptic thing that kind of feels really tenuous in how it's put, portrayed, it, eh, she might she might come around. Maybe. Now, what confuses like me if, with? Go ahead. She's like if just, Akiko was an unrelenting skeptic, basically. And Let's, well, Akiko didn't exactly start off great either, to be honest. No, but Akiko grew on you pretty quick. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Akari might also. We're only, you know, three, yeah. four episodes in. And, and that's why I keep saying I'm giving it, you know, the first 13 episodes or so. I'm going to give it that long. So the thing in this scene that confuses me is why is there a little doghouse next to that fountain? I don't know. <laughs> for the lake dog. Oh, okay. It's an ancient Japanese custom. You, you build a house for the lake dog to live in. Otherwise, you'll get bad luck. Oh, all right. Right. No, yeah, I, actually, wasn't there an episode of Cocky Ranger about that? Uh, I think it was like a multi-parter, wasn't it? Isn't that the yeah, plot probably. Of, isn't, isn't that like the plot of the first Digimon Tamers movie? Or is that just I don't, I don't remember the first Digimon Tamers movie. Was it the one about the train? No. That was the second one. That was the second. No, it was the one where they went to Okinawa. Nope, still don't remember. That was the one that was written before they actually knew what the show was about, right? Yes, it was written by it was actually written by Kobayashi too. But yeah, they, they they literally were flying by the seat of their pants, and you can tell that so much throughout the entire movie. It's kind of hilarious. That, like to the point where they they like, make sure to not have any of the tamers actually interact much, just because they obviously had no idea how they were supposed to interact. <laughs> <laughs> the the Trainmon movie was pretty good though. Oh yeah, that was excellent. I remember watching like when, like, one she time shoves him into, oh, sorry. I when she shoves him into the water and starts splashing that water on him, and he's like, "That's so gross! Hobo's pissing this." <laughs> Ooh, you're dead. Lower your standards a bit. <laughs> you're dead. You can't get hepatitis anymore. What? No love. No love for hepatitis jokes. I was trying to think of a way to turn to a, a ghost hepatitis joke, but it wasn't coming to me. Sorry. He has I mean, alcohol to He's going to have all the unprotected sex he can get in that time. <laughs> oh, like he, that implies he can actually get laid. That he can. I. That doesn't mean it has to be much or any. Well, that's true. That's true. Fort Max was kind of nonspecific there. I guess. So, Dr. Wily activates his super machine and forms a giant Ganma hole in the sky. <laughs> Which is apparently a portal to the universe that the Ganma come from or some shit. They don't really do a good job of explaining this. You mean hell? <laughs> Sadly, Aubrey Killer does not come out. <laughs> well, they weren't, they weren't they weren't. I guess they still summon... have room then. 
They weren't trying to summon anybody specific this time. Well, well, they weren't trying to summon the strongest person this time. Right, I'm just saying they weren't trying to summon anyone specific, so he had no reason to come out. Yeah, that's true. But fortunately, Takeru does find the spirit of Edison looking within a light bulb, but the Ganma absorbs it and becomes a CGI monstrosity. Convenient. That's right, it's episode two of Kamen Rider. Yeah. Time for the CGI... With the motorcycle. And it breaks out of the building and abducts Akari. Because of course it does. Can we just let him have her? <laughs> Apparently not. But I, I, I do kind of feel for her, though, because she's like getting pulled around by this thing up in the air and she can't see shit. <laughs> I gotta say, as far as this like trope goes, I still like Double's take on it better when Akiko got abducted by the giant T-Rex. Yeah. Honestly, as awful as that T-Rex was, I still like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as awful as that T-Rex lo- was, I still actually love that chase scene. The yeah. chase scene, that chase scene was really good. It's, yeah, the CGI itself was bad, but they still The scene did... was shot well. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. yeah I mean, the it was models basically... weren't that good, but the but what they did with the models was really yeah. good. Basically, it was yeah. A for effort. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, in order to catch up with the giant CGI monstrosity, Yurusen summons the ghost to that theme park ride that blew up in the first episode and gives it to Takeru. <laughs> okay, well, that, that okay. <laughs> again, again, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, I think. I will only accept that as the origin of that if it was emitting the wails of dead children the whole time it was on screen. Uh, this is Japan. There aren't any kids. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get our fight scene with the Iguana Ghost Striker. What the sure. fuck? Yeah. Why not? Sure, okay. Because that, 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 that seems themed after ghosts. I don't, pirate, yeah. Is this a pirate Japanese sh- thing I don't get, or well, is this it's, just it's, madness? It's a pirate, it's a pirate ship. Isn't that kind of the same thing there? It's a pirate ship that turns into a iguana for a ghost-themed common rider who inserts his motorcycle into it. To, I know, I don't, I don't, I can't. Yeah, I'm kind of you know, lost. I mean, we got turtles who, like, keep bowls of water in their head. I mean, is this something else just more obscure, or...? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think... I don't I don't think that pirate ships and motorcycles are in, you know, ancient Japanese culture combined. No, ghost... Well, it might not necessarily be a pirate. It's a ghost ship. I don't know. It looks a lot... Right, like but where's the iguana figure in? <laughs> it looks a lot like the Gokai Galleon, is not what I'm saying. So I think pirate ship. Yeah, I, I can buy a go- ghost ship. I just don't get how the iguana ties in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I well, the iguana tying in maybe some Japanese thing. The motorcycle is because this is Kamen Rider. Well, yeah. No, I don't think we were requesting the motorcycle itself specifically. Uh, yeah. Ken just was layering that on for <laughs> added absurdity. Yeah. No, it's really just, you know, how does a ghost ship and an iguana fit together thematically for this? I think they just thought iguanas are cool. Said no one ever. <laughs> but anyway, the well, iguana said destroys... that weird guy at the pet store. <laughs> said that, well, the, yeah. That but... Bandai marketing um, test, test, you know, test marketing or whatever. I mean, they could just call it like a salamander or something. No. And had it breathe fire and... Yeah. I mean, sure, that's... I mean, you would at least have, like, a mythological thing there. Yeah, which mentioned you mentioned that it had almost... previously gone to warp 10... <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
So yes. he kind of blows up the CGI monstrosity. Takeru gets the Edison icon, then uses his new Edison form. But this time, when being shocked, it actually powers him up, and he shoots the Ganma. Like he, the the, the, the the underwhelming thing about that is that like he doesn't move, like an inch. Yeah. I mean, there's not actually an actual fight, and I think they were trying to play it off as really badass, but it doesn't quite hit that. I don't think. I like his face mask. It's cool. <laughs> I, mean, I like all cool. ghost face masks. Yeah, the, really. the masks are neat looking. And form, th- it looks cool. I mean, I mean, I think part of that is just because they're like very not writer. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's just like, really it's... clever incorporation of the iconography into forming a face shape. <laughs> yeah. Iconography. <laughs> he knows what he said. <laughs> what did I, wait, what did I say? Iconography. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of like, you know. Icons. And... Oh, yeah, okay. I wasn't making a pun. Aye, aye, aye. I'm sad now. Damn it. Not Paladin. Anyway, at the end of the episode, Takara decides he's going to be a ghost hunter because what else is he going to do at this point? <laughs> but yes, and uh, Corey is in bad shape at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you no expect? situation unchanged. <laughs> she got dropped off a building. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Actually, she, well, she'll she be do- fine next week. She's, yeah. she's, doing, she's doing pretty good for being dropped off a building. <laughs> I really hate that table. It's krill and spill over. Yeah, that's probably the worst part of the whole thing for her. Yes, my broken bones will mend eventually, but I'll never get over the trauma of being spit upon by Krillin. <laughs> Intro quote. <laughs> Yeah, what's up with that table? Why is it full of it. things? It's d- distracting in a bad yeah, way. Wh- yeah, I mean, like, why? 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 It's why? an ugly I table. Know. I hate that room in general for some reason. I can't really explain why. You know why you hate that room? It's tiny. Yeah. It, it feels yeah. very cramped. It does. Cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's it no does. visual interest in it. There's no visual interest, and because it's so small, there's, like, no way to hide that there's no visual interest. You can't have, like, the wall behind the characters out of focus to detract from it. And and it's it's like a main set. It is the Narumi Detective Agency of this series. Yeah, except... (laughs) Except, yeah, yeah, but the Narumi office was big enough that you could actually, like, stage shots creatively. Even, like, the SEU office in Drive or... Let's see... Like the, I can't think uh, of a time we've had a set that small no, as a we main haven't. set. Um, I mean, because the main like, set like, should like, be his, his like, 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 ghost like, cave. No, no, not even Shinkinger. Shinkinger had room. Um, it, like, the, like with writer, I think there used to be like two static sets or so, right? Like there'll be like you know sometimes like the writers where, where all that main stuff is, like you know the, the garage for um, double or um, or in drive. Um, and here we have two sets, and one of them is nice and spacey, but the other one's just this cramped, tiny little room. And I realize it's Japan, but... Right, but they're spending more time in the tiny, cramped room, and it's yeah. kind of hurting the... Noticeable. Yeah, it's kind of, well, like they always have to use the same shot. 
So we always see that kitchen in the background. Well, they can't not use that shot. There's nowhere else to put the camera. Exactly! Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem! <laughs> yes! No, that's what I'm saying. Like, all the other sets, even if they're, like, supposed to be a small space like the detective office, because, mm-hmm. you know, that was just two rooms. It wasn't supposed to be a huge space, but there was enough room to move the camera around and, and stage and, different shots. And things like, say, like with Shinkinger, um, they used outside shots of the Shiba Mansion a lot. Yeah. They, they, they used them a, a whole lot. And here, we've, we've only seen the outside of this place once. We've only seen the shrine once and all the other times it's this tiny ass little room and that's it right because they can't afford to drive out there and shoot every episode <laughs> yeah so maybe they should have rethought their their setting a little bit no kidding or at least spend or spend more time in the uh basement yeah Something. right and maybe they maybe they will as things move forward but and they realize we can't keep shooting this room over and over again <laughs> Although they, no, like the director of photography probably loves it because you know it only ever needs one lighting setup. Unless he like, you can, cares. you can, you can literally only shoot this room one way, so there's no prep time. God, there's a lot of little issues in this show. They kind of, they kind of mount up, I think, after a while. But Zinga, should we move on to the next episode then? Yes, please. Yes. Ken, go for it. God, I hate you. <laughs> So he's thinking you get the care Um so we open um at some ritzy place that I'm sure we've seen Toei use before. In fact I think I, I, th- I think this is where something got stolen in Bokinger. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient because there is a thief in green who can force push people to the ground. It's it's a green thief. It's because they failed the city. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wonder what the theme of this episode is. Oh, it's okay. There will be an intrusive little uh, trivia pop-up in a minute to tell you. Uh, Anyway, um, what are we calling the guy in the hat? Narutaki. No, no, no. That's, uh, oh, yeah, Teeth Guy. No, he's Boken Black. Because he's Teeth Guy. (laughs) Boken Black, okay. Um, Evil Boken Black... (laughs) Get uh, you know. So, uh, Operation Overdrive's Black Sector. Huh? Dude did things. Move on. Oh. Okay. I did not realize. Um. So anyway, um, he gives uh her another job. It looks like, or is that a flashback? I can't really tell. He's having a flashback to the lightning monkey. Uh, well, regardless, she steals some shit. So, and uh, cut to Grandpa with a horse on his crutch. God almighty. I, I'm still not sure what to think of this character. I, I just, I, I really don't know what to think. I, He's like, a troll. He, he doesn't offend me like every other character in the show, so. He's there He's to a... make everyone, including the uh, show's characters, uncomfortable. Yeah, he's, yeah. When he shakes a... his horse dick at Kara <laughs> and laugh. talks to it, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Sunday he's morning, a troll. Sunday morning children's television. Yeah, it's like they're trying to do a Kagami DJ Sagara character with him, but it's just coming across as upsetting what he, rather what than he fun. Is, what he is is Junior from Lyamaru G. 
I think they might. I think I think Mickey's got like right on the nose, but I think they're 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 they're, they're trying a little too hard. The thing is, you know, Sagara and Kogami both had this like almost sinister under element, which you know never played out for Kogami, but right. I don't. I don't pick that up. Guessing. I don't pick that up with, you know, Horse Dick Man. Right. And let's face it, Kogami wasn't completely just you know on the up and up either. But no, it, but whatever whatever direction that was supposed to go never happened. No, I mean, obviously did not. Um, there was definitely some balls dropped there. I still say he was supposed to be the other half of Ankh originally. That would explain the whole psychic guessing of his percentage thing. Yeah. Well, and like, you know... still hilarious. And the way he dresses, too, and his obsession with all the metal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Uh, They should remake the end of O's. (laughs) Just do over. Yeah. Yeah. Move on, move on. Basically, they they lampshade that, hey, it's Robin Hood. Who did not exist. Okay, okay. It's the so, ghost of Robin Hood who totally uh, existed. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. The show has actually built its logic for how this works. And the best I understand it, the person doesn't need to have been real. The person needs to have existed enough for people to believe that they were real. Like Edison. So like No, but like you couldn't have, say, a Batman icon because everyone knows Batman is just fiction. But you know, fast forward. I mean, it works with Santa Claus. There was an act, the act, the historical Saint Nicholas, and that's enough. Okay, so like fast forward 300 years when the concept of Batman still exists, but all the facts around the creation of Batman don't. And you have people who think Batman was actually some figure who ran around in a bat costume fighting crime. You could conceivably have someone who believes they have an artifact of the Batman. So basically, it's just a matter of you have a thing that you believe represents this person. You have the belief in that person, and that plus drawing the magic eyeball, you can get an icon out of that. I guess, yeah. I like the, the way um, the logic that, that, is presented, you don't have of, to have just real historical people. It kind of reminds me of how like the mythological figures work in, say, the Dresden Files, the novel series, not the terrible sci-fi TV show, <laughs> um, in which. Uh, they're kept alive by being in the public uh, consciousness, basically. Okay. So, like, vampire, like Dracula was an actual guy. It's just in the novel. oh, like uh, fables, the comic. Yeah, yeah, but it, the, the uh, it, basically Bram Stoker's novel was a how-to guide on how to kill them. <laughs> ah. Uh, and so forth. But um, I see, I see what you're getting at. So, I mean, the the show may present something later on that completely blows that away, but the way they're explaining how the icons are made right now, this makes sense to me. Either way, I don't really care. So moving <laughs> moving on, we get a news report, and um, I don't get why they're calling the thief Little John instead of, you know, the obvious one, but I'm just not even going to focus on it. Let's go. I think they're just trying to, you know, demean him. <sighs> I guess. And hey, uh, it's the lady who was uh, in Ultraman X earlier that week. <laughs> oh, is that the news reporter? Yeah. Huh. She, uh, was, she also, was also uh, in the Gabbard movie and in Police Brutality, the movie. 
She was also a main cast in Ginga's second season. Huh. Which was driving me okay. nuts while I was watching the episode and was trying to figure out the whole time where I'd seen her before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they figure out it's, you know, a job for them. And they, uh, Krillin even has business cards. Yeah, and the, the carrier decides to go, um, you know, check it out while Akari decides to look on look into um, Takara's dad's stuff. And they just all want to leave Krillin behind because who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of the response is, no, you can stay here. I, I actually go far away from you. I actually love the, love the timing when he, Omari's trying to fall, fall after Akari and she raises her hand like right at the door frame and he just stops cold. <laughs> the editing in that scene was very strangely shot. It was very intense. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah. Which is that's someone... kind of Krillin's problem, is that he only has one volume setting. Wow. Yeah. Is someone, like, different directing the series? Like, someone who has not worked on shows we've watched much? Or Max? I don't know. What? Let me look it up. Because, like... Between stuff like that and also the way the action is shot, I just feel action like this is works. not... Well, that's kind of the point now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Like it's um, an amateur? So, anyway. Well, just someone who's not used to working with this stuff. Yeah. Like, it might so... be someone who is an experienced director, but not but in the a, style of a, comedy. A writer movie. amateur. Yeah. Right. Or, or toku amateur. In yeah. Action, an action show amateur at Period. Um, okay, so, um, the, the director for Ghost is Satoshi Murata, apparently. Okay, and what has he done? Time Ranger, Gal Ranger, and huh? Volkender. What? So, so he's had plenty of experience with this. What the hell? Although, he, Maybe he he's just worked since working. the 90s. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. worked lately. He worked last in 2006. Well, that was only... But he's a little rusty. That was, that was only, <laughs> only nine years ago. Holy shit, that was nine years ago. <laughs> Scary, ain't it? Christ. Oh, so this is the part in the episode where uh, Japanese Colonel Sanders shows up and begs for help. What? I wonder what his icon would do. I'm, I don't see a Japanese Colonel Sanders yet. I see him talking to the reporter. Uh, you missed the, the, the Krillin's going to help out Japanese Colonel Sanders. Oh, right. I don't know. I just kind of glossed. Oh, right. Him. That's right. Yeah. Well, of course you glossed over it. It was the Krillin subplot. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot he even had one. <laughs> okay, yes. So the scene here in the parking garage where he's talking to the reporter. And the reporter gives her backstory. Her life story. So, like, just drops it on him. Like, I'm like, well, I realize you guys are all, are trying to do this single episode thing for once, but um, holy <laughs> shit. So, so you need to learn pacing. Her parents, so her parents died in an alleyway. Uh-huh. I realized she's going to be Batman. Oh wait! <laughs> well, and the thing is too, like, you you watch that scene and you think back, oh, she's girl Kaito. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder who the I wonder who Little John is. Well, and that's why she's Little John because she doesn't have a banana. <laughs> Get it? Right. So back yeah. at the back at the Penis ranch. jokes. Yes. <sighs> Akari is doing science stuff, helped and aided by mystical means. 
that trolling. She yes, trolling. And she discovers something that can make ghosts visible. Well, but, but, discoveries like, is kind of a strong word. It's more that she figured out she managed to somehow get her laptop to interface with uh, the old shocker computer. <laughs> or did she get to interface with that old stone over there? That is it's some hard Mr. Rogers era technology that I've got in the wall there. Well, well it's a shocker I mean, it is literally it is the Rogers shocker there. computer prop. Oh, it actually is the physical prop? It is the, well, it's probably... It might not be the one from the original series, but or it's, it's the one they used after in it. the remade base from uh, the recent from uh, the cross recent crossover movies. Ah, so okay. first okay. Neon Ball and now Chakra Computer. What are they going to reuse next? So anyhow, um, what is the Ganma for this week exactly? Do we know? Uh, he has an axe in his chest. Cleavage bunky. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he doesn't have an axe in his chest. He has an axe in the horse head coming out of his chest. <laughs> well, um, which is yeah. kind of weird that um, fake Kogami was wearing the horse on his dick in the beginning of the episode, too. Uh, yeah. So, anyhow, kind of um, uh, telling. Regardless, uh, Little John and that Gamma are um, going through this um, mansion of Japanese Colonel Sanders. While Onari is there talking to him, they go to steal a bow and arrow, and then randomly Takeru is there because reasons. Good thing, too, because if uh, Krillin was there to try to deal with himself, he would just get fired. <laughs> or blown up. Yeah. Well, you know. Now, I like the point after they transform when they teleport from inside the mansion to underneath the bridge. The yeah. Okay, now, I-, I get transitions like that sometimes, but there's like there was no door around, there was no... Well, they're ghosts, though. I mean, I guess. Why would this rich person's mansion be located anywhere near a bridge that shitty? Under the bridge <laughs> at that. Well, that's how that person was able to afford the mansion. <laughs> There's a scene transition just as bad in the episode following this, too. I haven't seen it yet. But um, So they fight, and then he goes Musashi form, and then he just kind of swings his sword around, and then the gamma goes away. I was thinking, wouldn't it be helpful to, like, you know, maybe shoot it? With electricity? Yeah. And water? Gee, yeah. That would be yeah. intelligent. Oh, also, wasn't there in this episode more the wire fighting? There's some A of it. Bit, By yeah. wire fighting, you mean Takara being swung around lazily over the monster's head? Well, yeah. it's like it's like when I used the word action earlier. <laughs> it, it's more of a referential term than a descriptive one. It's more trapeze work than fighting. I mean, no, Mickey's basically right. It's a pendulum. Yes. Um. So anyway, I've seen more excited uh, swinging coming from a playground. The thing, okay, so like this is the first time in a while that I'm sitting here like, I wish we had Sakamoto doing this show. Because right. he knew how wow. to do wire work. Well, you see, here's the thing about it. Watching Dino Charge, it's 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 reminded me that the actual Ranger action was never the problem. No, it was. Then it was the re- even worse too, you know. It was the rest of the show that Sakamoto was directing that. On the other hand, it. It, Sakamoto also did Forza, so I think I could deal with whatever he might fish out there. And Akari is actually legal, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a refreshing change. I mean, isn't it though? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so is Kiriko, but um, no, but my no the the point overall though, like Sakamoto knows how to do the wire stuff, and if that's something they want to be an element of how ghosts fight, they need someone who can actually work with. They that. should have an expert. Yes, 
Um, I, honestly, though, what this show needs is a visual flair, and anybody and they aren't really using the only the flair that they have because that's the expensive light up suit. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> just in the action, that's not, that, that has no bearing on the action itself. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like, so far, it feels like Takai was being wasted on this. Oh God, he is. I mean, like he's barely like he just kind of stands there and lazily swings around the swords. They might as well have Itoku in that. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's the same thing that was going on with Drive for the part of it I saw, where like there was very basic fighting going on, yeah. but most of it was just standing there, you know, yeah. fiddling with the gimmicks. And, and and like most things in Drive, that gets better. It legitimately does, but not but yeah, right right I now. Did... This is just. It's like it's not even like fiddling with the gimmicks. It's like summoning the gimmicks and then just doing nothing with them. Even Drive did a little bit more than that. Even if it was stupid. <laughs> there, there's a waste of suit actor potential here that just kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Anyway, um, back in the ghost lab, Bakari is doing them science stuff. And then Grandpa, you know, drops a... Trolls her. Trolls her and then, you know, appears out of nowhere and then just walks through a wall to make her shit herself. <laughs> I mean, I have to appreciate that character just for being a straight-up troll. Oh, yes, of course. If nothing else. But yeah, that, it's it's great. She goes to all that trouble, and then he just drops the answer on the table for her. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for her, actually. I know, way to, like, you know, rob her of any accomplishment. Well, she is, she is a girl in a Kamen Rider series, so... Yeah, she could have done it on her own without his help. <laughs> Um, so anyway, well, Onara... I, there, there is the point, though, like, he says, you know, the effects of this won't work forever. It's going to wear off eventually, so she probably will have to figure out how to make more of that at some oh, point. Oh, I think it, no, it, I thought it was Let's that, see how long that, lasts. that she was needing. Anyway. She knows um, how to make it. God, I want to make it through this episode. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry, Ken. Better things await us. God. That's what I, I, yeah, I know. It's also 9.30. I want to get... Long Mondito. Uh, so, anyway, um, Onari has tracked uh, Little John to a house in the woods, which seems wise. Uh, <laughs> and they track him... And, and, of course, and, of course, he immediately gets captured off screen. Um, so, they get... they. Um, well, at least it's not Yamcha or he'd be dead now. Yeah, uh, they, they find it with a gadget memory. I mean, um... Actually, I, I guess in this case, Takeru is Yamcha because he did die. <laughs> um, now speaking of... One brief aside, though, that, that does remind me. Um, did you bring up Yamcha? I saw I finally got to see Resurrection F the other week. Not the ah. blue came out. And my favorite line in the entire movie was Tien's like, well, I left Yamcha behind. Because <laughs> he, he can handle this. <laughs> he said Chauncey too, but that's that's expected. It's just like no, yeah. I'm not even gonna bother getting Yamcha killed this time. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, surprise, surprise, reporter lady is Little John. Shocking. Couldn't see that coming. Uh, um, so then uh, Akari suddenly busts in with a leaf blower. <laughs> okay. Okay. I actually like this leaf blower. Okay. 
because it has this stupid cobble together from real world shit that kind of reminds me of the Spirit of Ghostbusters. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't look like an actual toy they're trying to sell. It's like we made this shit up that we had lying around to accommodate the plot, basically. And I kind of like that. It's just it's a fucking glitter cannon. Yeah, glitter will stick to everything, even Ghostbusters. That's exactly what I was saying when I was watching the live stream. Like. That's what this is, just glitter it, because that'll even stick to a ghost. Yeah, no, I, I like the I like the uh, the leaf blower for this, too, on the same basis. Yeah. There's, like, there's personality to it. Yeah, like, like I said, I'm not criticizing, because, you know, she actually does something useful more than Onari does. But, um... <laughs> also, the leaf blower actually makes sense for distributing this glitter everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they actually get to see ghosts transform this time, and, um... Also, uh, the uh, bow and arrow uh, turns into Robin Hood's icon because reasons. Um, because it was Robin Hood's. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> right. Just um, like the light bulb was Edison's. It was, and someone believed it enough to generate an icon of it, just like my theory. Okay, we're not going. Well, to it was that. robbed by someone in a hood, so therefore Robin Hood. Oh Christ. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Takeru fights the Gamma. They actually get to see it this time. You know, the maximum drive it. noise is in the arrow, by the way. Uh, God, uh, <laughs> um, changes to Edison, uh, and then changes to Robin Hood, and still that does not move at all in the fucking fight. I mean, I guess he has projectile weapons, but come on. But axes are also being thrown at him, like. I may just be weird. I may just be weird here, but if axes are being thrown at me, I'm going to move a little bit. I mean, actually, they kind of land at at Onari and Akari, but regardless, yeah, he just kind of stands there and then shoots them and then... Oh, and we also have the thing about the other way to create the icons. So icons are basically Phantom 2.0. Yeah. May not be the best direction to take this. Except, well, here's the thing. The difference with this is that, okay, yeah, we are doing this thing that is going to kill you, not you are going to die because we broke a thing. Okay, so here's the thing, too. Like, the bad guys have all these blank icons. And if their method of getting the icons is by killing people, think of all the people they've already killed. Huh. Yeah, actually, the, as we said, more, more people died in opening minutes of Ghost than in All of Kamen Rider Wizard. Yes, and that's probably where they got a bunch of icons from. Oh, God. Well, next episode might clarify some of that. Okay. I have not seen that subbed yet. So. Is, there actu- is there actual plot? Not so much plot, but it goes into more of icon creation of what's required of it. Oh, okay. All right. No, what I know there is in the next episode is movie footage reuse. Movie footage reuse. Mm -hmm. But there hasn't been a movie yet. Oh, I didn't say it was a ghost movie footage reuse. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the O's movie. The O's? Yeah, they, they reused an element from the O's summer movie. Of course, it's... Not it's not the most obvious thing that they've done. Except when I was watching it, even not realizing they reused the footage, I'm like, oh hey, is Germany on the other side of that? I need I you know how in the Kaku Ranger movie they reused the uh buildings 
bottles being uh, slid around and stuff from the first episode of uh, Zoo Ranger. Right, but I mean, you know, TV footage from two years earlier, that's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Uh, Dinotarch! Where's that my ghost? Thank God. Oh, uh, Krillin got to be sort of useful by noticing how to beat the monster and then... And use your new, up, use your new upgrade form in its introduction. That's how you. That's how you defeat the monster. <laughs> he pierced now, the one thing is that I find arrow. funny is just how tiny the condor foam prop is. Yeah, where they actually have to unfold part of it, where, where it is a very, very tiny phone. Well, I'm you know, sure, smaller things are big in Japan. I'm sure it's like literally just the toy. Yeah, guys, I'm. They're not. I'm, they're not trans. I'm, if they're not in, they're not using it in suits. So, yeah. No, like they probably have just the toy around for when it's being a phone on the desk. Yeah. And then they have a static prop for it as the arrow attachment on the Gongon saver. And then everything else would be CG. So why even bother? Why bother? Life is pointless. <laughs> Eat at Arby's. <laughs> no, that's just how I feel after eating at Arby's. Arby's is the most pointless bullshit. I like Arby's, but no one else does. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, you can't judge by what Ben likes because Ben doesn't like anything. Well, David doesn't like it either. Maybe it's not like it because Arby's doesn't like me. Oh. Well, thanks it for creates a robust Arby's. gas. Yeah, thanks for not eating Arby's when I'm around. Like, remember those burgers that Ben made that one time? Right, but the burgers themselves were producing the robust gas. Yes, well, Arby's also <laughs> produces the same type of robust gas. Yes, but I assume that after it, you know, cycles through your system, those hamburgers oh, just yeah, sitting there. They, they created before we ate them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of robust gas, can we move on to Dino Charge? Sure, yeah, we're done with the Ghost. I would say so. Uh, so, Mickey, do the graphite episode. Which one is that? 15? 15. Not the clip show? Philip. Uh, hmm. You did watch that, didn't you? I did watch it. I might have deleted it. Whoops. What's the name of it? Uh, Rise of a Ranger. Ah, okay, good. It's still in the trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck almighty. It's the MKV. All right, give me a minute here. (laughs) MKVs take forever to open. You had the Latin America one? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because if you, you just download them off of the Nick website, they're MP4s. I well, think. I do whatever the link we get in the mail is. Yeah, so it's the Latin America one. Yeah, well, if I had Cartoon Network it, logo in Spanish. If I had internet speed enough to actually, like, you know, help out with the clean versions, I would. But I don't. 
<laughs> oh my god, why won't this open? Because you have a Mac. Building font cache, there's no fucking subtitles. You don't there need might be closed captions font. in it. Okay. No, it builds the font cache because it tells me the file name over the episode when I open it up because VLC is fucking bullshit. Oh, okay. Why are you using VLC? Because it's the only thing I have that runs an MKV on this computer. I'm sure there's other programs, but I don't have them. Because, uh, you know, Mac. Mac, right. I think podcasting. <laughs> yeah, so we this... all this out, right? Oh, no, all this is staying. <laughs> <laughs> I assume when you say... Than ghost. I assume when you assume I'm editing something out, that just means you expect it to stay in. And I assume that when I say that, you automatically will keep it in. Which I think is what I just said. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, meanwhile at a construction site, they're using bulldozers to look for dinosaur skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a stark contrast to how Jurassic Park taught me you're supposed to look for dinosaur bones with, you know, the, the fairest of toothbrushes and fairy kisses. Okay, so... What I like about the way this is set up to start with is they open with a shot that looks like the quarry area that, you know, stuff is usually shot in for fight scenes with a wall of that exploding. Then they immediately transition to a beach. And apparently that's supposed to be the same area. Of course it is. Right. So, transition to stately Wayne Manor. (laughs) Where Prince Caspian is beating up an uh, Asimov. <laughs> not, not inaccurate. Right. So, um, they bring in the dino skull they found, and he cracks that some bitch open like walnut, and is thrilled <laughs> to find that uh, there's a golden ticket inside for, of a dino gem. <laughs> So hooray, he's finally arranged. This really highlights how bad Fury is at this. He couldn't find anything (laughs) in 65 million years. This guy can't have been looking for more than a month. Well, now, to be fair, Fury had to go and, like, you know, look manually himself all alone. Yeah. Whereas whereas Prince Caspian... One man, alone. Prince Caspian... Abandoned by his country. Also, Prince Caspian has had he's he's seen for sixty five million years. You don't look, you know. A lot of the planet's already been ruled out. Yeah. Well, the other thing is Prince Caspian has you know probably functionally all the money in the world. (laughs) So he probably he probably has thousands of teams digging everywhere, and this is just the one that found something. Yes. He is strip mining the entire country. (laughs) Planet even. Look, what the Chinese don't know won't hurt them. So what we're saying you're saying is he's a Captain Planet villain. Yes. Yeah. But uh he, speaking he's of a Fury, Captain, he's a Captain Planet villain who really wants to be a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of Fury. Uh hey. Fury is up there uh mulling out the hallways. That's where he's been and, for the past five episodes. Saving Poisandra from getting tentacle raped. 
I'm sure there's someone out there that's disappointed that they didn't get to go farther. I'm sure there's someone out there uh, writing the fanfic right now. Mm. Or let's check on Ranger Board right now to find out. <laughs> no, let's not. Agony in Pink Part Two. Oh Christ! Well, she oh, is pink. That is some old school horror there. <laughs> it's nice that things like that can survive till the modern age. Is it is nice? It <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, what are the Rangers doing right now? Oh, they're being tortured. <laughs> yes, because at Amber Beach, it's Cultural Appropriation Day. <laughs> it's well, New Zealand Tourism Board Day. And the Rangers are being subjected to some things doing a New Zealand cultural dance. They're called children, Mickey. <laughs> I don't like them. Well, of course not. They're children. <laughs> One of them is related to Chase. Even better. Poor little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, like how, I like how quickly you flip around there. <laughs> well, you know, children are awful, but Jesus, Chase. Chase. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're living in different countries, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sure they are. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, New Zealand's basically set up like Korea, right? There's North New Zealand and South New Zealand. I thought it was like Germany, where there's like an East and a West. Oh, okay. But New Zealand City's just split in half down the middle. I was just thinking like East and West New Zealand wouldn't really work because, I mean, you know, it's more tall and it is wide. Oh, wait, I mean, they're below the equator, so everything's backwards there, so it'd be West and East, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Sure. Well, they measure by the direction the toilet flushes. See, ours flush down. There's flush up. It's yeah. horrifying. <laughs> okay, so Chase is talking to his little sister, telling her about how he's going to be the best brother in the world on her trip, and he's going to spend all his time with her, and nothing's going to take him away from her. Oh, goody. It's one of those episodes. Yes, it yep. is. So immediately what happens? Fury comes back. There's some good and they gotta dialogue. go save Ivan's ass. There's some good dialogue from Ivan, but thinking there's always good dialogue from Ivan. Yep. <laughs> so we very clearly get some American Ivan. Mm-hmm. Because that suit just keeps on getting more and more khaki colored by the episode. <laughs> yes, and again, I would not mind that being the suit's color if there wasn't the Sentai footage <laughs> to, to, clash. Be, to be wildly inconsistent with it. Like, I have no problem with different ranger colors. Yeah, we, we need a khaki ranger. Khaki Some, ranger. Something, you know, business casual. Right. Mm-hmm. Ninja Sentai khaki ranger? <laughs> <laughs> business Sentai khaki ranger. Yeah, it's, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, I sense another show coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like the sequel to The Office Sentai? All right, so let's see. Uh, the other rangers show up and they start fighting uh, the putties, whatever the 
shit they're Vivix. called. Vivix. Vivix. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to bother to remember that. You know that. <laughs> I'm going to call them whatever the hell I want to, and we'll just move on. Okay, so uh-huh. They fight the putties. They're fighting uh-huh. the swabbies. <laughs> Find the stingwingers. Until a robot shows up. <laughs> yes, Asimov trottles into scene and <laughs> fights with all the grace and aplomb you expect C-3PO to cut kung fu with. <laughs> all the grace of a dishwasher. There's an image. <laughs> So the villains beat a hasty retreat because we can't have them defeated too early in the episode. But that allows Prince Caspian to come in and gloat about his new remote control robot that kicks so much ass. Aren't you proud of him? <laughs> the Rangers are like, no, it was in our way. Quit it. And, like, and even Tyler was like, sorry, sir. No, screw off. <laughs> and Tyler apparently watched Megaforce because he says a robot can't be a ranger. <laughs> Or he watched Operation Overdrive. Oh, yeah. Or that one episode of Turbo. <laughs> Those are robot rangers, though. Yes, but then they had to leave so they couldn't be rangers. Thus proving. And they probably the blew point. up before Zordon did. <laughs> oh, well, that's just sad. It kind of is, but we never saw them again. And we know what happened to Zordon. So. Ergo. Uh, well, on the other hand, unless Andro specifically sought them out and murdered them too, maybe they're okay. <laughs> you know what maybe he did before o- he met the other rangers. Maybe they're okay in the same closet Alpha was in for, you know, ten years. It would have been, been funny like Astronomer meets the other ones like you guys again, but I killed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. And this opportunity. So, uh... Another well, group of villains did it. While the rangers are chit-chatting, uh, Fury and the villains have stolen the Asimov robot. Oh, no. So they take them up to their ship, and uh, they upgrade him into a death machine. This is a weird <laughs> plot. Like, it's not necessarily a bad one, but it's a weird one. <laughs> it is a weird one. A weirder still is when they decided to test him out by um, <laughs> taping a picture of Ivan to the putty's chest and blowing a softball-sized hole through him. Now, you say weird, I say awesome. <laughs> now, I like, too, that, like, Sledge has apparently printed up wanted posters of the Rangers. Yes. And yes. Ivan is apparently worth 20,000 bucks. There are more there are more wanted posters in Dino Charge than there were in all Super Mega Force. <laughs> well, yeah. Think about that. <laughs> so congr- congrats, Ivan. You're more valuable than Doc. <laughs> Ouch. Docs went up by the end of the series, right? Yep, this is the beginning of the series. Up to 20,000, so. I think. Yeah, also fairly alarming is they're doing firearm testing aboard a spaceship. Yes. Well, that's Sledge not new, the... though. Sledge shot one of them in the first episode. It's true. Well, but that was a weapon they've already tested. They knew what it was going to do. Well, okay, <laughs> think, about, think about it this way a bomb went off in the ship 65 million years ago. A bomb went off in front of the ship only a week ago. And it was a bomb planted by Keeper, which, you know, that could have been bad. No, but, like, a bomb exploded inside the ship, and while it messed up, like, the navigation for a while, the structure of the ship seemed to not really be hurt by it, so... So they're not worried about a ray gun. Right. Fair enough. Okay, so, uh, meanwhile at, uh, the cafe... 
Jurassic Fork, whatever we're calling it. Jurassic Fork! (laughs) (laughs) Sold. Um, Coda is talking with Prince Caspian about hamburgers or something. I don't know because I don't have subtitles in this scene. I like that the scene kind of opens up with, you're a caveman? loses his entire point once he starts eating the burger. <laughs> it just kind of fades away. Well, no, I need burgers. Oh, that's right. Uh, Kodo's telling him that, you know, that in order for the gym to accept you, you have to, he has to judge you as being worthy. I mean, I like that he I went to Coda. chosen Coda for advice on this. I well, like he, that, though. Well, no, like that that him, makes but, sense, though. Because he's the one that Philip made a connection with in the previous episode, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, Coda is the one that he learned a moral lesson from. Because Coda is the best of all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's not untrue, as we'll learn. But <laughs> I guess he's smart enough for this. He wasn't born in a cave, after all. <laughs> he was born outside the cave. <laughs> On the mammoth. So... Prince Caspian does what all billionaires do when they want to do good, is they throw money at problems. <laughs> I love this sequence! Yes, yes. I tweeted yesterday when I was watching the episode that this episode was kind of fantastic, and that's the point I was at when I tweeted that, because it's this montage of him just spending money to try to win the affection of a dino gem. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yes. perfect. And, and like, it, it, he, he looks so utterly baffled as why this is not working throughout every, every part, every scene. And like, you know, props to him. He's trying. He's just a... He just kind of. He knows, that's the well, only he knows how to try. Yeah, he's I mean... A, he's a spoiled rich, rich prince who's never had to work a day in his life. Yeah, he's trying the best he understands to do what he thinks is required to make Which the is, Dino Which how do we do like good? Him. We give money to people, right? Right. <laughs> I really love the scene where all his fan mail gets dumped at him. He sort of looks at nonplussed like, this is not what I need. This is not a morpher. <laughs> well, someone came up and asked for his autograph while he was in the cafe with Coda, so I guess he's used to fan mail. He, look, he looks at the fan mail, then he looks at the inner gym, and he's just... He's like, all these people tell me I'm doing this right. It's not good enough for you. What do you want from me? <laughs> No, it, it it's a really great sequence that kind of makes the episode. Uh-huh. Let's see. So, meanwhile, uh, Chase's sister is being forced to spend time with her brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love how, like, we, we all agree that Chase is a horrible person, and the show agrees that, agrees, Chase, is yeah. a, agrees that Chase is a horrible person. But, like, none of us, like, it's not like we hold it against him. It's, it's it's actually well, and we don't have part. to because like yeah. everything is so upfront with it, we can accept it. And it's just like yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's not a case of like this character is annoying, but no, is he's legitimately supposed to be just a dickhead? <laughs> yeah, and he's treated like he's a dickhead. I love it, which is fantastic. He, he reminds me of Reese from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he is, but he is more yeah, straightforwardly joke. smart. Yeah, but I mean, like he and he has his moments. But he's still a douche. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Reese was, like, more a savant than anything, but, like, Chase is actually reasonably intelligent, but he is also still that character type. Yeah. No, that that actually 
makes a lot of sense to me. Man, I kind of miss Malcolm in the Middle. Why? Because it was a good show. Yeah. yeah. If you cut out all the parts with Frankie Muniz, it's a great show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because like my, I think my favorite character in that was Francis. Huh. Really? Okay. Well, because I'd go with Hal and Lois, followed by Dewey. <laughs> well, Dewey was great in the later part of the show. Mm. Early and not so much. Well, yeah. well, early in, he was too young to really be a character. He's just kind of a prop. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the it's the whole young child actor problem. Yeah. You you unless you get somebody really talented at a young age, which is so hard to do. The thing about Malcolm in the Middle, it was like three different shows. All it really was. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 how much you liked it, any particular one of those shows affected your enjoyment of it. And, like, I like Francis a lot in the show just because he had, like, a really well-developed character arc through the whole series. Uh-huh. Like, he, he grew the most as a person through the course of it, and I kind of dug that. Especially since most of the time he was in complete isolation from the rest of the cast. Where he lo- was literally in a different show. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, literally. Yeah. His own supporting cast and everything. Yeah. It, it, I could argue I, for that for network. By the way, we're going to do a totally separate set of sets and cast for about ten minutes of every episode. Just one character. Well, I don't think they had to argue much since Malcolm Middle was up against football most of the season, so half the time it didn't even air. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that show went like seven seasons, to be honest. (laughs) I think any Fox show does. Well, now, yeah. Unless it's animated. In which case, it just, you know, goes well beyond. <laughs> right, so anyway. Okay, so basically, the monsters attack the skate park. Yes, of course. Um, so Chase's sister's there, and she's in danger. And Prince Caspian grows a pair of balls and saves her, and that impresses the dino gem. Yes. So, hey, here's who I was not expecting to be. <laughs> The, the the gray ranger. Unless he got spoiled by toy bios. Well, did I, he? I, no, I I I I got spoiled by France, but <laughs> um. Fortunately, I, I didn't get this spoiled for me, and it was kind of it was kind of cool. Really, I'm I'm surprised you dodged that because it's like been out there for two months at this point. Um, the other thing too, like yeah, you don't expect this character to become. A ranger, and you also don't expect this character to have come back at all. I disagree to that. I think it was pretty obvious he was going to become a ranger because we know there's more rangers. And also, he's too (laughs) good-looking and too developed of a character to be a one-off. I I I guess there is someone. I think they telegraphed it. There is, I, I, I was surprised when I first heard he was coming back, and then, then I realized that he was the graphite ranger. But um, I can see what you mean. But And the, the thing about it is, it is completely, utterly, entirely different than what's in Kyoryuger. I have no clues. To, uh, I don't think I even saw any footage of the, the graphite ranger in Kyoryuger. Well, you don't see any Kyoryuger footage of him in this episode either. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what, hey, yeah, they, his entire fight awesome. is New Zealand footage at the New Zealand pipe farm. <laughs> and the graphite no, no. suit isn't quite as bad as the gold suit, though. It's the New Zealand half pipe farm. <laughs> oh, no. Skate park. Skate park. Oh, 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 oh. I see what you did there. Yeah. 
Bravo. <laughs> but like I said, Pachycephalosaurus, which is objectively the best dinosaur. Because it solves its problems by hitting its head on them. <laughs> it's it's evolved to run into things with its head, and I love I that. I can't argue <laughs> with that logic. You gotta think it has to suck for the start point of that line, though. <laughs> There's something I need to kill. How will I do it? I know. <laughs> I'll run into it with my face. <laughs> and nature said, yeah, that works. Let's go with this. <laughs> Easily my favorite dinosaur. <laughs> well, you know when you I put cannot, it that way... I cannot argue with you. It's amazing that it took this long to get a Power Ranger based off of it. It's so stupid. But they're real. Yeah. They happen, indeed. The world is such a strange place. Anyway, uh, good fight scenes. I like I like the bit where Coda like tosses his shield like Captain America and just wails on Fury and the um, uh, minion commander. And Ivan like... has the greatest fight scene line, yes. which was something like, "I'm here to smite you with steel and thunder." Yes, God, <laughs> his dialogue is so good. Like, that's the single best line of fight dialogue the entire series has had. That's, that's the single best line of fight dialogue Power Rangers has probably had maybe ever. <laughs> well, I mean, how often do you hear the word smite in an episode of Power Rangers? Exactly! <laughs> it, like, it, like, automatically makes it awesome. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I particularly loved is the fight scene with uh, the Grey Ranger and the Asimov robot. It's when that one scene split second they switched to put the costume on the person backwards so his arms can bend the wrong way. Yes, that was great. Um, That's kind of scary. You know, the thing about Ivan is like I almost expected like after a few episodes they would tone him down a little bit maybe and you know. Nope. No, not at all. In fact, he gets worse every episode and is great. You mean better? Like you can just feel how the writers are enjoying putting that dialogue in his mouth. (laughs) Yes. And how he's enjoying saying this. Yes! The thing They're is putting too, it in his mouth and he's liking it. The thing is, too, he's actually pretty decent doing the voiceover acting also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which not everybody in the cast is, but, you know. Like Philip. Chase. <laughs> no, but, like, Prince Caspian's voiceover while he's fighting is very flat. In fairness, it's... it's That's his first... That's probably the first time, though. Probably... First time he's ever done ADR work. Probably, but it, and it, it shows. Just, it and goes it back to it goes back to there's not much of a director running that. Anyway, can we talk about the Packy Zord uh, for just a second? I love that. Okay, it has a mace on top of its head, and then when it removes that, it has a hard hat. Yes, I yes. <laughs> construction hard hat. I never, I say, I never got this far on Kyoryuger, so I never realized this, and that is amazing. It is kind of a great design, and I'm glad that carried over. I do kind of question how he was able to get the Dino Charger to summon the Zord, though. That's not important. No, it's yeah, not. okay. <laughs> because he needed it. Yes. Yeah. Basically. The footage demanded he have it. Yeah, it's not like they could just superimpose the Energem over... Yeah. They had just maybe included a scene with one of the other rangers coming up and giving him the dino chargers. Cause but they couldn't have had any of those because they didn't have the gem. Well, yeah. They created one for the Kylo Zord and they don't have that gem. Point. 
Hmm. See, we need some but, investigation of how that works. We need, like, you know, the Dr. K special for Dino Charge. I'm still very curious about what they're doing with the Aqua Ranger game, and they, they've, they've literally dodged around it the entire... <laughs> up till now. Yeah. That's kind of, well, but there's an Aqua toy coming out next, like for the supercharged line. They're basically, you know, they have a couple in here and then they're going to have the rest of them in supercharged. So they're trying to spread them out. So it's not just say, Hey, there's silver and well, silver. <laughs> <laughs> I see what I, I understand what they're doing. It's just, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Especially after this episode, because... I know what they're doing, but I don't know what they're doing. Well, yeah, yes, that's exactly what I should. <laughs> but, no, I'm interested because this is interesting. I'm interested because it's interesting. God almighty. This and more great quotes from superhero time. <laughs> well, Ken, specifically. You're welcome. No, anyway... All right, so fight wraps up, and Chase is saying goodbye to his sister, and she gives him his present, a plane ticket. Well, she tells him it's to New Zealand. <laughs> I'm betting it's not. So well, there's a there are episodes set in New Zealand later, so... Well, that's just one ticket, though. <laughs> uh, Wait, see, aren't the... all these episodes set in New Zealand? No. <laughs> it, 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 it was California. <laughs> They're in America. Really? Honestly. Well, I mean, New Zealand basically would look like California if you just, you know, flip it left to right. <laughs> so that's probably what they do with the footage. Like all the that printed text sense. on all the printed text on set is actually backwards so they can flip it later. Well, you know, it's just backwards naturally because it's Maybe. southern hemisphere. I thought it was just upside down naturally in the southern hemisphere. But doesn't that reverse it backwards too? No. Because doesn't the southern hemisphere spin opposite from the northern hemisphere? No, I think it's just the toilets. Oh, okay. I thought it was the whole hemisphere did. No, just the toilets rotate in the opposite direction. Oh, okay. Hmm, a rotating toilet. <laughs> like in the top of a moving restaurant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. I, I'd probably get sick on that. Well, good news. There's a toilet right there. <laughs> they should put like a rotating on toilet on top of the space needle or something. <laughs> just like dead on top of it. Not a restroom, but just an actual toilet. It flushes yes. down. The, it flushes okay. down the needle. It's like all, all glass walls all the way around it. <laughs> Sit on the can while you look out over the city. Yeah, yeah. that'd be actually kind of awesome. <laughs> Now, would so the no, toilet be rotating everyone else in, in the, the rotating city. restaurant? Yeah, because like, it'd be on gears, so as the restaurant rotates around, the, the toilets would rotate in time with it. Yeah. Oh, God. Or, no, <laughs> have the toilet rotate the opposite direction. <laughs> so it's like you're spinning twice as fast. And, you know, if you want to actually go to the toilet, you have to, like, run to catch it. Actually, let's just go and take the full line and put toilets on the teacup ride from Disney World. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I'm envisioning inside the uh, rotating restaurant. Just, while the whole thing spins, they also spin around inside. Well, how much to poop if you've got that much centrifugal force applied to it? 
Put an arc out. <laughs> you know, like a star spinning into a black hole. Hmm. Of course, then it's really it's poop. Yeah, would you would you hole. would you get would you get an accretion disk of shit? A secretion disk. Yes, a secretion <laughs> disk. <laughs> Superhero time asks the important questions in astrophysics. <laughs> astrophysics. <laughs> oh god, we're all twelve years old. Oh, if only JD were here for this. I know. I think he is here right now. Yeah. I think because we couldn't come up with this on our own. <laughs> Damn it, JD. Like, just imagine a big fat Eurusen with a beard following us all around. <laughs> <laughs> My god. Yes. Yes. Hang on, I've got some of JD's toys here. I'm going to try drawing the thing on them and get an icon of JD. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, about the prince, by the way. Oh, what about oh yeah, so so basically, like, he takes off, but Keeper tells him first, you know, if you weren't such a big douche and tried solving all your problems with money, maybe you would have got here sooner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so I love that they basically told Ivan, you have no choice. You have to be a ranger. And Prince Caspian, they're like, bye. <laughs> I have to go deal with the incessant revolution in Xandar now that I spent all the treasury. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I can kick all their asses now. <laughs> we'll see you again also, on this crossover episode. Also, he leaves uh, the the Dino Chargers with them, but he takes the Energem. But you kind of need the Energem to charge the Chargers after a while. Shh. It'll be fine. Oh, okay. It's a shame the acting budget doesn't extend to, the, to so many members. I'd love to see this guy stick around with the well, others. Also, Ein, it's not like he was around much in Kyoruger either. I think he was actually like the least used Spirit Ranger. Yeah. Probably. Actually, the real problem is here is we don't have enough episodes to spin with these characters. Well, yeah. Because then we've got a likable cast and good almost, writing. We're I'm really bummed through. that we're only getting 40 episodes. We're almost halfway through. Four, yeah, we're almost halfway through the series. Uh huh. Wow. Well, we can at least hope that the next series is made to the same level of quality. So we, we hope they keep. But only they keep. Well, if they, they keep Judlin, it probably will. Yeah. Right. It won't be the same cast, but we'll probably like them just as much. And they and we'll probably get crossovers with them. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Depending on what series they use. Well, that is the trick, isn't it? Yes. Because if they because if Bandai makes them skip uh, the trains, then well, well, it's not <laughs> like uh, they haven't completely uh, well done completely original crossovers before, which is probably more than I think. Uh, I think they've done more completely original crossovers than they've done adaptations of crossovers. That's actually pretty fair, because didn't they only use a little bit of the Golanger versus Shinkenger footage anyway when they did that? Yeah. So maybe. We'll find out in like two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah, next that's year. That's also sad. Honestly, we'll probably find out about middle of next year. Probably before Supercharge starts, I think. 
Well, no, I meant we'd find out there's a crossover in like two or three years. Oh, right, right, right. Right, so anyway, then we have a clip show. Yeah, um... A yeah. clip show that was meant to take place after th this episode, but aired before it. Yeah. Good That's job, Nick. Way to go. Well, it's okay, because it's airing again on the 31st, right? Yes. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it then. And this is a clip show that act has stuff actually happen. Yeah. I guess. Well, it does. It has, you know... It almost has more framing than it has clips. Technically, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a thing that happened. It was reasonably entertaining. Mm. Mostly for the ending. Well, yes. <laughs> well, since Mickey didn't watch it, can you do it? <sighs> well, I... look on the bright side. When you skip all the clips, it'll probably only take you like five minutes. Do I even have it still? Hold on. <laughs> Well, don't make me have Paladin do another one. Okay, so they... Great job, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cause... at the end, Chase kisses himself. Okay, and now I don't have anything to work with! <laughs> um... Well, this is fantastic, but we're out of time. Um. So let's see here. <laughs> I, that didn't really stick with me very well. Um. So, did they they already used that duplication this duplication monster before, right? Yeah, right, yeah. bringing him back to life. Yeah, bringing right. him back to life, and immediately Sledge is okay. Good, he's oh, back. He we can collect his bounty again. We can now collect. <laughs> we can co still collect his bounty now. Right there, we go. <laughs> Which I love that that is Sledge's immediate reaction. The question is, who is paying Sledge for his bounty? The Especially Zangak. after 65 million years. The Zangak. No, they kind of ruined that. <laughs> um, and so we get um, one monster in the cell who is able to give a flashback to the first episode where Keeper's bomb blew up the bridge. Well, we didn't really need a clip show to tell us that Keeper is a monster. <laughs> but it's always nice to have the reminder, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But hey, then Sledge gets an idea. That can end well. Well, it never does. So, cut to uh, the museum, where they're preparing for a Halloween party, and they have devised the worst costumes ever for the ranchers. Ah, but there's a reason for that. Chase made them. Yes. But everyone seems kind of okay with it. They at least go along with it. So they're just as guilty. Well, as look, it's, a, it's an excuse to go around and make, to run around making spooky noises. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> well, um, Kendall's actually dressed up as Cupid, and she has the, um... Cupid charger. Yes. Got used in a disturbing way in Curiouger, but don't worry. We're much uh, better what than didn't that get used in a disturbing way in Curiouger? Yes, it's true. So, anyway, at the party, um, Kendall is busy getting uh, the Rangers mixed up because they're all wearing the same thing. That's racist. 
<laughs> Against ghosts? Yes. Um, while uh, the mesmerizing monster lady, does she have a name? Probably, but I don't remember it. Um, leads a, one of the rangers off in the kitchen. Kira or I don't know something. That and woman. then, and then, um, with Kira's help, uh, you know, straps them to a chair, and then the duplication monster, uh, after duplicates. She, you know, yes, after she, you know, sucks out the, their memories, whoever they are, without revealing to the audience who it is. Yes. Um, and then it gets transformed into them plus bed sheets, so we still don't know who it is. And then the Kindle, 20 minutes late, finally checks her text and discovers that, um, oh, there's a monster here. Or there was half an hour ago. Cause this is... She shouldn't set her phone to vibrate so much. She shouldn't. No, Maybe so they she... just have bad reception in there. So she, she checks the security cameras and sees uh, one of the rangers being let out and then, you know, calls them all to the uh, power chamber where all the rangers arrive, weirdly enough. Um, so... <laughs> As it turns out, one of them must be a fake. So, um, to get around that, she has devised this really elaborate, elaborate lie detector for some reason. <laughs> she was just probably bored one day. No, it was probably... Look, they they have Chase there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, Ry- Riley um, is the first to go up, cause, and he's really passive-aggressive about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he seems really offended more than anybody else. And I kind of like that. <laughs> so they go basically. It sets up the um. um Maybe he's uh, just mad because the last few episodes he hasn't had like any character time. Um. So basically, the concept is that we're just going to run through random clips throughout the episodes while Kendall quizzes them on what happened. Which, as far as clip shows go, is not a terrible way to do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Riley passes. Wait, then... he died? <laughs> Nobody would notice. I'm sorry uh... for your loss. <laughs> so, n- next is Coda. Um, and runs through the same thing. Clips, clips, clips of basically of Yoshi being awesome, effectively. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Yes. Um, and he passes. So far, so good. Yeah, some interstitial shots with Curio and the captured ranger, to his, trying to escape. Uh, then next and the monsters is... want to go trick or treating. <laughs> Poor monsters. Um, uh, I like how like impassive and unemotional Kendall is about all this too. <laughs> like, like she doesn't care that she's like quizzing all of them so much. She well, she's a power. She's a power ranger mentor. She's there's always a there's usually a duplicate episode. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, this is going to happen eventually. Okay, then we have plan Tyler. for it ahead of time. They have Ty- Tyler and runs through some of the first episode stuff and how he summoned the original the T Rex sword the first time. <sighs> then next is Chase. Who acts like he gets shocked um, when he puts it in? So you know immediately it must be puts Chase. it in. Puts yes. it in. Yes. Well, maybe that's why he got shocked. <laughs> oh man! And Ch- 
I think he's just like an extra douchebag with that, especially once they get to, you know, summon. They, they have to flash back to like the fart battery. I flash back to that sometimes too. In my nightmares, I wake up sweating, <laughs> a cold sweat in the middle of the night. I remember that happened. A cold brown sweat. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so, okay, he passes, and then that just leaves Ivan and Shelby. Whoever could it be? Um, so anyhow, the uh, uh, tied-up ranger uh, manages to escape, because I guess Kyrio did go to go trick-or-treating. Well, because, 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 leave. because like, the like Captain said, Ranger like, pretended to fall asleep. Like I said, this episode did not really stick with me. So the, um, the Captured Ranger pretended to fall asleep, and then once Kyrio's gone, starts struggling to get so loose. So next up is Shelby, and you get kind of a flashback of when, you know, and why did you want to dress up as a princess? <laughs> and I'm going to say anything other than because Tyler's that Tyler looked cute dressed as the prince. She wanted, she wanted Tyler's pants. Uh, but no, that that immediately uh, you know makes it look like oh she must be lying, obviously, right? Well, she was lying. Well, yes, yeah, she she was, but not about the um, reason. But you know, the machine says it's fake, and so thus she must be a fake. Hmm. Except, well, uh, the ghost arrives, and it's Coda. Well, no, before that, it's oh wait. Well, I it's not you. Mean, however, Coda's called me. It out. Called me. Uh, well, well, Coda. Is, oh yes, right. Coda's been calling me by the wrong name. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yeah, and that was actually, that was actually a good touch because and because I phased out of the episode so much because it's a clip show, I kind of missed it. But um, yeah, she, he'd been calling her Miss Morgan the entire time, which obviously Coda just calls her Kendall. And she's the only one who 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 basically she lets call him that. <laughs> well, she probably tried to you know get him to call her Miss Morgan, but he couldn't get it right. I'm gonna <laughs> guess last names are one other thing Coda does not understand. Probably so. Well, and plus there's the fact that he's a lot older. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, um, uh, Coda. Comes in. To, to be fair, though, we should have been tipped off that it was Coda anyway, because in the escape attempt, a big barrel falls on the captured ranger's head. Yeah. And does not slow him down. No. So, you know. Well, but they don't see that. Well, so no, anyway, I'm just saying, like, um, we as the audience probably should have been more clearly yeah. tipped off by that. Yeah. So we cut through the carrier footage where um, they use the love battery on the uh, Vivix and with a mirror, uh, make them, you know, try to jump on the monster. Uh, Ivan finishes her off and she And hey, grows. surprise Pachyzord cameo. Yes. She grows. Uh, Mecha fight, fighty fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, that's that. But, you know, uh, Tyler can't figure out for the life of him why she didn't want to, you know, just say why it was. While okay. she's while Shelby is playing with the uh, gun, trying to get the battery back out of it that in the claims, kitchen, that she claims you know can't work if she claims, uh huh, that she's not just going to try and shoot Tyler with it. Uh, yeah, I kind of suspected that too. Yeah, but then she accidentally shoots Chase, who's standing right in front of Ivan, who immediately ducks behind a counter along with everybody else. Because <laughs> who can blame any of them? 
but then they hear, you know, Chase coming on to somebody, and they're like, what the hell? And then they get up, and Chase is making out with himself in the mirror, because, of course, he is. Uh-huh. You get the impression this is not a new thing for him, either. No, they, they don't really seem, they don't really seem surprised. There's no, like, oh. they just seem annoyed. <laughs> like, just, oh, uh, now he's okay. even more in love with himself. <laughs> like, okay, everything is normal. Mm-hmm. No need to, like, you know, fix him or anything. It's not really going to change anything. Just It'll just him make him more insufferable. It just keep him away from bearers. And back on the ship. Duplicate oh. monsters still alive. Kirio uh... has candy. Yes. <laughs> a ship so full of candy. candy. Let's face it, that is a great Halloween costume. Yeah. Sledge is slamming a pumpkin down. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dino Charge even manages to make clip shows good. Oh, and I like too, like um, so the the shot where Sledge was, you know, chewing out the duplicate monster. They have in the background the ship come up and dock, mm-hmm. which is, I would think, like completely unnecessary to even have on screen. You know that it's a common enough thing we'd probably recognize it just by sound. It, it just, it's kind of an extra step, and it's, you know, one of those dino charge things I like. They go a little bit farther than they really need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like clip... I watch this episode despite it being a clip show. You still can. Uh, this episode is on Nick's website, not locked behind uh, content provider login. Oh, well. Last I checked. All right. So yeah, enjoy that while it lasts. Well, like I said, it was That's last good time I life checked... advice in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's pretty much everything for this week. All Do you think right. we'll be more excited about ghosts next week? No. No. Let's <laughs> we'll see if we just do us next week. I have hopes for episode five. Maybe but episode five is not airing next week. No, oh, yeah. no, it won't weeks. be. It's going to be a while before I see if that bears out. No, I'm just, I know episode four is not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying like episode four kind of starts off where maybe this is starting to turn into something. I'm kind of hoping for episode five to pick that up. It's just going to be November before we know. This is weird for me because you know, my rule of thumb is that be good or be bad. Just don't be, in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's very much Ghost, in the middle. But it's not bothering me. Oh, okay. I don't... Drive was down at the bottom and I hated it. <laughs> and it was offensive to me. I also this, like I that... don't know. It's like it just I'm not excited about it, but I'm not bothered by it either. I also like that, you know, in the last couple of weeks there were two uh Toku style shows about ghosts. And the better one was Dino Charge. Oh my god. That's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> and we do get new episodes of Dino Charge all through November. Oh, and the uh, the Christmas special clip show for Dino Charge, which, you know, would be episode 22 production-wise, will air right before the final episode. Right. 
Because timing. Because of course they would. Yeah. Pretty much. Poisandra saves Christmas. Well, I mean, on the other hand, I was expecting the Christmas episode to run like, you know, around Thanksgiving. And it does actually manage to get into December instead of running in November. Just early December. So, points for trying? I don't know. Anyway, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, no Star Trek or anything this week because, well, you've been here two hours listening to this already. You know why. See you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Superhero Time. Go to tokupodcast.com for show notes and to listen to previous episodes. Find us on iTunes or download our Android app at tfradio.net slash android. Follow us on Twitter for show updates, weekly power playback, and more at superhero underscore time. Superhero Time is a radio-free Cybertron production. Who's playing Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what? Somebody was pouring something and it sounded like the beginning to gin and juice. <laughs> I thought that was you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a drink being poured. Odds are it's Mickey. I just kind of assumed. So I didn't ask. Sadly, I have nothing to mix with, so I'm not drinking. Oh, wow. Oh, well, this is going to be boring. No, yeah, but that that's um, we're discussing two episodes of the ghost, of course it is. That Windex Skittles Mountain Dew is actually pretty good. Yeah, it is. What? It's no distortion, but it's good. Oh, the, the oh nothing nothing's gonna be distortion again. I mean that ship has sailed and will just be, you know, diminished by its loss forever. Unless Paladin's holding out on us. I mean that new game mm. fuel one? Yeah, the blue one. Oh yeah. It, it, that, is, that doesn't look like Windex. And it tastes like Skittles. Really? Does voltage already look like Windex? I need to look. I need to... Yeah, this is actually a little bit too much on the green side for Windex. I, so. I but, like voltage, um, but I need to try that. No, but like if you think about eating Skittles mm-hmm. and you put you know a bunch of them in your mouth at once, yeah, that aggregate it's flavor they take on. Yes. Yeah, the, the aggregate Skittles flavor. That's what the Mountain Dew tastes like. There's no particular uh, fruit flavor. It's just it's just Skittles. fruit flavor. It's just generic fruit flavor. Like, they call it berry lime. Oh, God. Which, I mean, if you think about how Skittles break down, the flavors are either berries or citrus. It is everything all at once. Right. Okay. So. That that, that sounds appealing. I mean, it's, like, overpoweringly sweet the first few times you drink it. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it tastes like carbonated Skittles, and how can you hate that? (laughs) I can't. Yeah. Yep. Well, sort if they were the sour yeah. skittles, I could understand. That'd be an interesting variation, actually. Although that, I think that'd just basically be distortion then. So I don't seem to get on board with Jelly Belly, so we can get some like some better strong flavors. Like if they get Jelly Belly's pear jelly bean into soda. Huh. Pear soda. Well, it could be interesting. Yeah. Or a buttered popcorn soda. I mean it works in reverse. The Dr. Can't Pepper you just jelly. melt some butter and drink it? Dr. Pepper jelly. It wouldn't be carbonated. I mean, Dr. Pepper jelly belly tastes just like Dr. Pepper. So I mean, why not do it in reverse? Well, yeah. why don't you get get some uh, seltzer water and melt some butter and put the two together? Then it'll be carbonated and taste like butter. But then it'll be hot. I mean, 
put ice cubes in it, it's just going to congeal the butter. Hmm. Okay, we might have to go to, like, artificial butter products for this. Like, just go get a thing of popcorn from the movie and wring the butter substance out of it into some seltzer. And add some ice. Mm. That could work. <laughs> Mostly I'm just amused now that nobody's alarmed by me saying wring the butter stuff out of the popcorn. No, I mean, I've been here this long. <laughs> <laughs> you could maybe, excuse me, Plus, you why me to be that, alarmed you now. Just fill up like a water jug, uh, like a drink bottle with the uh, uh, butter stuff from the dispenser. Butter stuff. Well, Max, that'll never work. That stuff will eat right through that plastic. <laughs> yeah, That's why they keep them in big metal cans. Yeah, like you, you got to dilute that before you put in something like plastic. Yeah, just, just like eat through your colon. What if you had like a foil container, like you filled a Capri Sun with butter? <laughs> now I'm just imagining like a restaurant somewhere with a ketchup packet, but it's butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what restaurant that would best be, and I just keep thinking Taco Bell. <laughs> KFC. No, Taco Bell, because it's the extremely mild sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking that Taco Bell should come up with, like, a burger taco, or is it, like, half a hamburger patty, like, <laughs> shoved in a taco shell? <laughs> oh, and you know what? They sell and pickles and cheese. Yeah, no, and they sell, like, two of them for $1.50, because then they just use one whole hamburger patty split between the two tacos. Yep. And it would finally give the answer to the question, is a taco a sandwich? The Actually, only... that just raised further questions. <laughs> <laughs> the only real problem with that, though, is that would be entirely too much meat for a Taco Bell product. <laughs> Not untrue. Like, it would have to be at least 70% potato. No, or see, that's what, you, that's what you do. You, you um, take... So you like slice Baked a hamburger taco? No, no. You well, actually, yeah, but no. Um, you slice a hamburger patty into strips, and you put one or two strips in the bottom of a shell. You put some, it, like you know, hash brown or tater tot kind of uh, diced up potato in there, and then some cheddar cheese on top of that. So it'd be your burger and fries cheeseburger taco. Ah, yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh huh. Take that way, needle. The oh, thing memories. is, the thing is, Paladin. Like, I, I like the, I like the enthusiasm there, but this all sounds like good things. Therefore, <laughs> it's not in the spirit of a Giga Beetle challenge. Also, I don't think Giga Beetle will take orders from us anymore. I think he's too popular. I think he's, he's outgrown us. us. Yes. I, I'm just glad I can say I was a follower of Giga Beetle when he had less followers than I do now. Whereas now he has about 16,000 or something. Let's see, how many does he have? Where is a Giga Beetle at? Perhaps if I spelled his name right, that would help. He could be all hip Giga Beetle hipsters. He has 4,000 followers. We knew him before he was cool. Okay, so it's not quite 16,000, but it's still a lot. Jesus Christ! It's closer to it than me. Much closer to it than me! Man, I got more followers than either of you two losers. 
mind you, that would help if I was actually active on Twitter. But <laughs> I have I have almost exactly ten percent the followers he does. I have two hundred eighty one, which for me is impressive. Uh, you have two hundred eighty one. Mickey has two hundred eighty nine. He wins. Shit. I have five eighty three. Hey, okay, well, stuff. Fort yeah, Max. Yeah, Fort Max is the most popular out of all of us. Uh, yeah, Paladin he... beats Ken and Mickey with three fifty one. The hell! Uh, I assume it's because I assume it's because you know Toku spam spam bots. Yeah, to be fair, I haven't cleaned that in a while. Neither have I, so I'd probably get a lot lower. <laughs> I burn mine pretty regularly. <laughs> You can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio.